17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Glenn and Rita on 105.7 The Fan on Sundays at 1 p.m. with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan, as well as the Ravens reporter. And Cordell, we were starting a series um, about just checking each position and we'll get to that um shortly but first let's talk about wide receivers in particular Rashard Bateman um we know that Rashard Bateman has had some injury issues in the two seasons that he's played with the Ravens um including last season in 2022 in which he missed the entire season um with a foot injury and so there were expectations of him obviously coming out of the draft um, that he would be a number one receiver. And, you know, injuries have potentially played a role in this. And so um, it appears that he should be ready to go in 2023. So when you look at Rashad Bateman, what is it that you see in him? Do you view him as a number one wide receiver for the Ravens? Do you think that he is an impact player uh, for the Ravens that they need and that maybe they missed going down the stretch? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think Rashad Bateman is a number one receiver anymore. Um, I don't know how much I necessarily believe that he was a number one receiver going into this past season. It was just, kind of what they had you know they they gave away Marquise Brown at the at during the uh, draft um and got a first round pick for him which would end up being Tyler Linderbaum they didn't go into the draft and add any new receivers they didn't they they waited until pretty much training camp before they added another receiver and really preseason uh because that's when they added Demarcus Robinson so he was the number one receiver by default talent wise He's got all the talent in the world. I mean, I I think a lot of people, including myself, didn't know how fast this guy was. You know, he is he is very fast, and he his acceleration is elite. Um, he he goes from zero to a hundred, uh, really quick. Uh, we've seen it a couple of times. He had the slant pass that he was able to take to the house. We saw the bomb in the Jets game. Even thinking back to his rookie year, I mean, the dude. Uh, was really good after the catch. That was another big surprise for me. I didn't know how good of a yak receiver he was. Turned out he was the best yak receiver they had. You thought Antonio, I mean, uh, uh, Marquise Brown would be uh, maybe that guy, but it actually turned out to be Rashad Bateman. I think he showed that from his rookie year. Um, so he's a very dynamic player that adds a lot to this Ravens offense. Um but I don't think he's a number one receiver. I still think that the Ravens need to have somebody else out out there at the receiver position that guarantee that you know that that warrants one number one wide receiver attention. Uh, because if they do, and then you get Rashad Bateman out there as your number two, and all of a sudden you got Mark Andrews as your tight end, and Devin Duvernay as your number three. I mean, now you're working with something. But I, I don't. I don't think. The way the from what we've seen to this point that Rashad Bateman is a number one receiver, and I don't know if you can trust him to be a number one receiver. I mean, he hasn't been able to play an entire season since he's entered the league. Um, he's going into year three now and has missed time in both seasons. Um, so that's worrisome. 
He's had some drops here and there. Um, but also, I mean, he doesn't get the targets that you would that you would like a number one wide receiver to get. And I get it. It was the Greg Roman system. Nobody's really getting a ton of targets in this offense unless your name is Mark Andrews. Um, but you you wanted to see more from Rashad Bateman even before his injury. So I, I don't think he's a number one. I, I think he could be a really good number two. Um, and that's not to say that at various points or as, uh, various games, he can't look like the best receiver on the team. He can. Um, I, I do think he has that talent level. But I think if you're the Ravens, if you're really talking about putting together a Super Bowl caliber roster, um, I, I think you have to get somebody else in there at your number one receiver spot other than Rashad Bateman. I, I honestly don't know where I stand with this um, Cordell. I don't know if I think he's a number one. I don't feel like I've had enough time to come to that conclusion um, because, you know, he's been injured. And so I, I really don't have an assessment at the moment. Obviously, we've seen moments in which he's played at a very high level. Um, the the Dolphins game, I think, is one that probably would come out if, if mm-hmm. we think about this enough. So there's that part of it. I, I don't, you know, we've seen him have, you know, the speed. We've seen him do things in which he's played really well. And the Miami game really is the only one where he kind of really had a breakout. He had four receptions for 108 yards. And then, you know, the New England game is probably the last one where he had some real impact, which was two receptions for 59 yards. He did have four receptions for 42 yards in the, in the um, Cleveland game. But ultimately um, the, the, the week two is when we last saw him score a touchdown. Um, So he left this season, you know, with, two touchdowns that being said I mean it, it's still not a lot he only played six games I, I I have no idea what my analysis is going to be from Rashad Bateman because I only saw him for six games yeah and so you there was some highs there you know with the Miami game and then there's some lows there um and so you want more consistency obviously out of a guy that you consider to be a number one guy particularly if you trade away um, a, a guy that was productive for you the year before in Marquise Brown. And we know he got a thousand yards receiving prior to his departure. But um, I, I, I would love to have a definitive answer about uh, Rashad Bateman, but I just feel like that there's just not enough information for me to go by based on the little bit of action that we've seen him in. I do think that 2023 is going to be really what we know hopefully, uh, from a consistency standpoint in terms of where he can be. You hope that he doesn't have another setback with another injury because he's been injured for the first two seasons. Um, So I think that this year will be critical for him in terms of where he stands on this roster from a number one perspective, a number two perspective or whatever. But um, I I just, I can't put my, I can't really put that there yet in the universe in terms of like where I stand, just because I feel like that there's just not enough information for me to go on. And and that's not his fault. Right. I mean, you know, he's been injured, but Hey man, I mean, 
this is two years in a row that right. he's been dealing with this and it's impacted the team also, you know, so hopefully we'll see a fully healthy Rashad Bateman in 2023. So I can make this assessment. I think he has what it takes to be a number one guy. I just have no idea if he can be a number one guy. And that's the unfortunate part. And I think that's understandable. I mean, this is a guy that's played 19 games in his short two-year right. two-year career. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of him. And really, you know, you could say 18 games because he barely played in that Bucks game this right. year uh, that we saw him in. So uh, that was that was the last time we saw Rashad Bateman this season. Yep. Um, I, I think it's definitely conflicting because, like I said, you he has a ton of talent. I don't think anybody can dispute that. I mean, the dude is really good when he gets – the ball in his hands. Um, is he going to make the easy catches though? He's dropped a couple of the easy ones uh, this season. Is he going to be a guy that you could depend on game in and game out? He hasn't had many games, even in the ones he's played. Uh, I don't, I think his, I, I could be wrong. This is just off the top of my head, but I, I feel like his uh, career high in catches in a game is four. Um, so this isn't like a high, volume guy to this point now granted again it's tough to really gauge him because not only has he not really been on the field a lot but he was in an offensive scheme that was you know very much so catered to the run game they were not a passing offense so we really don't know um what what type of player he is or what type of player he can be right and that's the unfortunate thing for the ravens who don't have a lot of time to figure this out. I mean, this is a guy that's going into his third year already. Um, and you haven't seen much of him in his first two years. And he was underutilized even when he was out there. Even going back to his rookie year, uh, once he got on the field and you saw that Rashad Bateman could actually play, it got to the point to where I'm like, man, if this dude is one-on-one, throw him the ball. I mean, yep. it had to be somebody other than Mark Andrews that you could throw the ball to or, you know, because down the stretch in his rookie year, Marquise Brown wasn't necessarily, you know, as productive as he was in the first half of the season. It, things had kind of changed uh, down the stretch of that season. So it, it really became the Mark Andrews show. And I had really wanted to see Rashad Bateman get a lot more opportunities than he was getting. So um, it, it's, it's definitely – a weird situation to be in because like I said, I I think everybody knows that this guy is uber talented and I don't think we've even scratched the surface on how good Rashad Bateman can be. Um, But that said, I I don't know if he'll be able to reach his full potential as a number one receiver today. Maybe he'll be able to reach that full potential. You get him a veteran number one guy in here and it opens it opens the offense up a lot more. And you get a guy who's been in this league and done things in this league for Rashad Bateman to kind of, you know, be a sponge uh, to him. And then you get on the field and it's, you know, he's not, Bateman's not seeing the same type of coverages that he saw uh, when he had to be the number one receiver. So, I, I think he'll he'll be able to get gain a lot by the Ravens getting a, a number a, another receiver in there to kind of take some of the pressure off him. But at the end of the day, if he's not going to be healthy, I mean, this will all be for naught. I know he doesn't want to be uh, 
called an injury prone player. No player wants to be. He even tweeted that by the yeah, way. He, said he had only, you know, he had only gotten injured since he's been, you know, an NFL player. So he what are we supposed to do with that? You know, yeah. it's, it's both years in the NFL. I mean, yep. I get it. I mean, J.K. Dobbins himself will, will use the same thing. Like this is the first time in his career that he's been hurt. And I understand it. it you know, it's just when your first time is a devastating knee injury that causes you to miss a whole year and then you come back and then it's like, oh, it's not, I'm still not fully right. I got to clean it up. Like, no, I'm not calling these guys injury prone. I'm just saying that, you know, I, uh, injuries are a part of the game and it's a part of their career right now. You know, it's been a big part of their career, both of these guys, not to make this segment about J.K. Dobbins, but we talk about uh Bateman going into his third year. Dobbins is going into his fourth year, and we still don't really know how good J.K. Dobbins can be. You know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. I, I think the Ravens are in a very weird situation with some of their young offensive stars right now, uh, simply because there are so many unknowns yeah. about them uh, based off of scheme, based off injury status, and, you know, they – they need the, the team needs to know what expectations to put on these guys because they're going to have to open up the checkbooks for them soon. J.K. Dobbins, like I said, going into his last year of his contract, Bateman going into year three. Now he's a first round pick. They'll have the fifth year option available for him come next year. Uh, but still, this is it's, it's just a weird dynamic to be in where you know that these players are good, but you just don't know how good. You know what I'm saying? You don't know if the if if they're good enough to really invest in for the long term, or if it's a situation where it's like you're good, but I don't know how much I could rely on you. Absolutely. And so this will be a critical year for him in terms of um, health, in terms of impact. Uh, we will find out, you know, um, there's going to be a new offensive coordinator. We know we, who that is. We don't know yet, but um, all of those things will will be um, relevant in terms of what happens to Rashad Bateman in 2023. So we'll find out soon enough. But but, you know, it, the question will remain. Is he a number one receiver? And I think that he has a lot to prove coming into this upcoming season.